0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my channel. Thank you for like, share, subscribes. Let's talk about wealth today. The wealthy nakshatras. But before we get to the nakshatras, I want to quickly share with you my personal standpoint where I come from with regard to the thing called wealth. In this context, all 27 nakshatras are wealthy. Why do I say that? Well, wealth means... It can be a wealth of love in your life. It can be a wealth of good relationships in your life. It can be a wealth of hard work that you put in, in whatever it is that you're doing. Even the most common person on the street is doing some kind of a work. It may be a wealth of that. It may be a wealth of creativity, abilities, your talents. So everyone in this context is gifted with some form of wealth or another. Okay. I'm not speaking wealth with regard to um, Wall Streets or the stock markets or the cryptocurrency or the Bitcoin or your bank balance and that's a very narrow perspective from my perspective about wealth itself. Wealth, every person is wealthy in some form or the other. They just need to see it in a, their lives and their charts and their Vedic charts in a much, 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 much more wider bracket okay wealth is you may be gifted with n number of wealth. that's the first point. point second point i want to come up with is so second point being there is if you talk of the true wealth what is the true wealth that we human beings all eight billion of us on this planet have really at any time doesn't matter whether you're gifted with these nakshatras or you have some other nakshatras it doesn't matter The true wealth I offer you is only two things, the energy of human effort, which in Vedic Astrology terms you could define it as the energy of Vishnu, the preserver, and the energy of earth which you could call it as Lakshmi, as the Goddess Lakshmi. These are the only two wealths, the energy of human effort. And the earth itself and everything that the earth provides. Hey, let's face it, even if you want to take it the most common denominator, your breath is also provided by earth. The very breathing that you do is wealth, it's come from earth. This body and all these crystals that I'm wearing and everything is earth. Everything you see around you is earth. While we are embodied, everything we are perceiving in this plane, in this horizontal plane, is all earth. Right? We have come to play in the earthly plane, everything is gifted to us by the Goddess Lakshmi, by Shakti herself, by the creator of this entire universe. Okay, This is why in Vedas, Lakshmi is shown as pressing the feet of Vishnu. Do you know or do you realize that Pisces, the final sign? is represented in the feet. Do you know Vishnu is represented in the feet? If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Rudra Lagunyasa. It's there in the mantras. Okay. So Vishnu resides in the feet. That's why Lakshmi is always pressing the feet of Vishnu. And guess where your feet walk upon? It walks upon the earth, which is Lakshmi. Everything is Lakshmi. So Lakshmi is holding the feet of Vishnu. So whatever embodied forms are there here, whatever the Atma is here in different forms, in different bodies, in different animals, different all forms of life, everything really that you see around you, animate, inanimate, is held together or Lakshmi is holding it together, okay? This is how you see it. You see Cancer and Pisces, the only two female signs which are satvik are the embodiments of wealth in your life. The heart center, the fourth house, Cancer, which is all about mother energy, the heart energy, and Pisces, where Jupiter is exalted, is also a feminine energy because it represents the feet which touches the earth. This is why in Vedic tradition, they always touch the feet of the elders because feet represents Vishnu. It is the foundation upon which your entire body is standing on. Okay, forget the rest of your desires or whatever you have. Now let's talk about this nakshatras and evaluate wealth in this context, please. Don't think wealth is just stock market. That is such a narrow perspective. That is a means of exchange. If you talk of cryptocurrency, cyber currency, Bitcoin, bank account, notes, dollar, yen, rupee, whatever you want to call it, whatever currency, they are all a bill of exchange. They are means of exchange. Don't make the instrument of exchange as wealth. It doesn't mean anything. Okay? Not even for the billionaires of the planet. It doesn't mean. We are here to share wealth. We are here to give wealth to one another and to the earth. Never forget the earth because we are all about working harmoniously with the earth. Once we learn this, we really start maturing as a civilization all over the planet. Okay? So next we talk about what are the wealthy nakshatras. Now there you have it, the wealthy nakshatras which are totally nine in number. Remember I told you all nakshatras are wealthy in one form or the other. We are just talking here about who will make money and who will be wealthy which nakshatras have a tendency to generate and sustain more wealth than the others. It's a relative term. These are the nine nakshatras and I've highlighted them in the pie chart. Ashwini nakshatra, Rohini nakshatra, Pushya nakshatra, Uttara Falgoni nakshatra, Khastha nakshatra, Anuradha nakshatra, Uttara Ashada nakshatra, Purva Bhadrapada nakshatra, and Revati Nakshatra. Now, each one of these will do it in a different style. Ashwini, for example, will get you energies as an initiator. Ashwini is an initiator, so they might want to start new projects, entrepreneurship, business ideas. They are full of ideas. Rohini Nakshatra, on the other hand, is a commerce kind of person. These people will want to commercialize. They are experts. In knowledge of making things into trade into commerce because you need that expertise when you want to generate wealth you need to be grounded enough to know how to trade what to trade okay now Pushya nakshatra is more like a consultant like an advisor like a coach mentor counselor because they have the expert advice to give the business coaches okay these are the business coach kind of people People at the top, the CEOs, the managers, the leaders, they need advice from the wise person. So these people might make money in that kind of way. That's also a lot of money to be made, right? Uttara Falguni will make money associated with creative expression. Okay, so because Purva Falguni is the one who wants to get all the gifts, get all the money that you that they desire. Uttara Falgoni has an energy of sustaining it. To keeping it together. Money is all about preservation also. The energy of money is about self-preservation, about bringing things forward in a stable, grounded manner. Remember, wealth is about earth, which is stable and grounded. Hastanakshatra will do it in a style which is specific to hands. right? Hastanakshatra has got a gift of getting things accomplished through hands. They might be the workaholic, so to speak. Hard work might be off for the Hastanakshatra. Anuradha Nakshatra will do it in the form of collaboration and teamwork. They're expert collaborators and teamwork, so they might build up a collaborative platform. They might build up companies which contribute to this collaborative platform, maybe even apps. Uttara Ashada Uttara Ashada comes after Purva Ashada, which is all about sustaining and maintaining wealth and long term gains. Long-term gains is not like a get-rich-quick scheme, okay? Long-term gains is something that you gain by taking care of baby steps along the way. You do things one day at a time, you put one brick at a time, you go buy a a share one at a time, you trade one good at a time, that is Uttarashala. They are slow and steady people, which is very much needed if people want to make good money in any kind of field, yes? purva bhadrapada is about rejuvenating old energy so these people are the revolutionaries so to speak they will revolutionize the way you look at money the way you look at how you want to make wealth in this world so they are very original kind of creators if they are given right kind of planetary arrangement and everything these people can go very far in life but they bring it from within themselves that's the idea of purva bhadrapada Revati Nakshatra is by default gifted the wisdom of Jupiter okay? and the energy of Jupiter itself. We shall see next which houses fall and which planets fall etc. Okay? So Revati Nakshatra will bring in the gentleness of Pisces, taking care of everybody. Revati Nakshatra is always concerned about the collective, which is very beautiful. And they may be the top bosses, top CEOs very much driven and concerned about the wealth of the masses. Now, what am I doing for the, all the masses? Yeah. Now let's see which houses are responsible as per Vedic chart about wealth. Now houses number 2 as I have marked there and house 11, these are the dominant houses which are responsible for wealth. Okay. So the second house stands for the Wealth that you're going to earn, or the family that you're born in, if they are wealthy as well. Okay, the family we are family of two kinds. Yes, one is one which we are born into, one which we might create later on when we are individuals, get married, and have children. That's another family. So, we have two families to speak of generally. Second house can represent either or both of them. Second house is this family you are born in. And second house is also the family which you may or may not create later on. So whatever the lord of the second house is and where it is situated is very important to evaluate. And second is house number 11. Eleventh house is the what you gain from the world. As in you have put in some amount of hard work, which is house number 10 and house number 6. You have put in some work, yes, and now you want the gains of that, the rewards of that, the promotion, the raise, the wealth, the business turnover, the return on investment, all that stuff, that is signified by house number 11. House number 11, what you actually gain from the world, from the masses. House number 11 is for the masses. Especially for business people, it is very important to have a good house number 11 and the Lord placement and the Nakshatra placement so now let's see the lord and the houses and how this works out so there you have it the general things to watch for when it comes to wealth now i have kept also the chart there showing house number two and eleven just so that you get an idea okay so we have six points to cover what are they number one planets venus and Jupiter. The main wealth karakas in any chart are Venus and Jupiter and or aspects to the second or the eleventh house which is shown there. So you need to focus only on this if you are talking about wealth, money. Planets Venus and Jupiter. Why? Because these are natural yoga karakas. These are natural benefits. They always want to gift something to you. Venus and Jupiter are the Good planets by default, they don't do any damage, they don't do any harm, they only expand. And if Venus and or Jupiter or both are touching these houses 2nd and 11, you can be sure you're going to make a lot of money. Number two, Mercury conjoined with the above, that is in conjunction with these two, Venus and Jupiter, and in those houses 2nd and 11 makes a person intellectual intellectual tradesman, Mercury is a tradesman. He's the one who puts the shop at the corner, mom and pop shop. He's the one who puts on a Starbucks, a restaurant, a franchise of some kind, a KFC or anything really. He's a businessman. Mercury has the intellect for business. Okay, So if Mercury is conjoined with Venus or Jupiter or looking at, this amplifies the ability of person to trade and have a good business, entrepreneurship. Number three the above two dominant in one of the earlier nakshatras that i spoke of the nine nakshatras if these three are in second and 11th house and in those nakshatras well it's even more now we're going deeper levels here yeah? number four the ashtak varga scores and i'm not going to get into the details of that software calculates it these days Ashtakvarga scores of eleventh house is higher than the tenth house. Just briefly to say about Ashtakvarga. This is the eight divisional system of calculations. All of Vedic astrology about calculations. It's highly mathematical in nature. Yeah. So this is a calculation system which is used to determine the strength of the planets based on a lot of criteria. In this specific case, eight criteria we are evaluating to know what is the score of one house over another house in this case 10th house and 11th house meaning if the score on 10th house is higher than the score on 11th house that means 11th house is lower than the 10th house you might be working all you want you might be putting in all the good hard work etc but you might not get the equivalent amount of benefits you see what i'm saying be careful about this evaluation Let's take the reverse. Let's take the case of the score on 11th house being higher than the 10th house. What happens? You work X amount, you get X plus Y amount as benefit. So whatever work you're putting, you're getting more gains than how much hard work you're putting. Idealistic situation, right? Number five, the Mahadasha of the Lords of second house or 11th house. And especially if they are all the above if it is mercury venus or jupiter specifically the benefic planets okay if these three dashas are running in your chart venus dasha jupiter dasha or mercury dasha with all the above placements mind you not in isolation with all these things one to five said above if these are playing in that period of a life you will make a lot of money you you see money is just a a phase of life. Everybody makes money for a certain time. There is nothing like an endless lottery for anyone on this planet, yes? So every person, business person or whoever, they might look rich today, tomorrow they might be a pauper. We all know this. We have all seen this. Billionaires come and go, you know. Actor and actresses who are very rich, they come and go. They are nobody now. They are living off the streets on social welfare. So money, understand, don't bank your entire life energy on Just how much bank balance a person has or don't be too enamoured by all these rich people. It's just a phase. If this Mahadasha passes, they are gone. There will be nobody then. They will be out of the news. Number six, the transit of sun, this is the transiting sun, over the eighth or the fifth house with above combinations. Now we are adding all this. Six, in conjunction with all the above five, will show a good gain of money in that period. What do I mean by Sun over 8th house because Sun over 8th house looks at the 2nd house, Sun going into the 5th house looks at the 11th house. So Sun looking at the opposite house has the effect of gaining money for them, like sudden gain of wealth, so to speak, right? If it's in 8th house, it's sudden gain of health. If it's 5th house, it is more like you will be good in stock market, speculative gains, whatever speculation you are doing, you'll be benefiting the rewards of that, yeah? So this man, ladies and gentlemen, is my take on the wealth portion. But just remember the initial thing I told you. Everybody is gifted. Everybody is wealthy in this life. It just don't focus too much on the bank account. You need some. I need some. You need some. Everybody needs some money. Yes. If you have air to breathe, some clothes to wear, some spare change in addition to some good food and a shelter above your head, this is wealthy enough. Okay. Take care. Be safe tomorrow I shall talk about something else.